gonna do the intro. Um, this will be this is our second episode. Oh my goodness, so exciting! Um, and I have to say, I am excited about the conversation today. I think it's uh, oh, I think it is important, and with everything that has been going on. There seems to be the gigantic need to just like sh shake our world, um, shake our people, shake our, uh, shake our fellow citizens and uh, humans around this world. So Dana is going to be joining me in just a second. Um, we decided to name this show today the Stockholm Syndrome post-COVID um, because it just seemed to fit as we will be talking soon. Um, Dana, do you see me? Um, try following the link from the email. Did you receive it? We're still figuring out the technicalities of this going live thing. So if you could bear with us, we actually have a listener right now. So I'm going to say, yeah. So I'm going to say welcome to Milk Dog 2020. Welcome to our show and episode two of the real talk of an awoke world. And what that looks like and the steps to get there yes here she comes this is where you pause me on the big screen and then put your microphone in and we should be good Okay. Well, it should still then work if you just keep me muted in the big screen so there's no echo. Um, yeah, but calling in is the way to get your voice on the podcast. Unless I put you on speaker, you want me to put you on speaker? We could do that. Okay. All right. We'll be going with my speakers. Um, so welcome, Dana. It is a pleasure to have you. To have us do this again. It's a pleasure to be here. Okay, so let's begin, shall we? Um, yeah. Let's define the Stockholm Syndrome. Um, do you want to take a stab at that? 
Um, yep, yeah, I guess that takes step of that. Um, so I actually have a very personal experience with this one. Um, it is the syndrome, um, the weird reaction, I will say, that comes after someone um, has been kept in captivity or hostage. Um, the definition itself, it says the symptoms that may occur in a person who is in a hostage situation or otherwise held prisoner. Um, typically, these feelings can be described as sympathy towards a captor or the development of a bond with the captor. Um, there may be a lot of um, not only sympathy, but the feeling of care and stepping up for them and kind of wanted to take care of them and defend them like in any sort of way. Um, there is the desire to protect and often negative feelings some that somehow end up vanishing and it turns into like the complete opposite thing. Um, Especially when your captor has done something that you consider nice. So that makes you have empathy for them because they did something nice for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so um, I said uh, it's a personal experience because I, uh, I experienced being captive when I was younger for three years. And at the end of my time, before I escaped from the place, I had those feelings for who was my captor at the moment. I felt sorry for him. I had like this kind of homesick feeling for quite a while. Um, there was this sense of grief to a certain point. Um, there was the sadness and yeah. in a big way, the inner urge to go back, um, to take care of that person, uh, to be around that person. Um, so we have connected um, this syndrome, and we said post-COVID, because, well, we have been in isolation. <laughs> for quite several months at this point and in a way that at least in my lifetime has not been seen before like the entire humanity like in a blink of an eye from night to day just suddenly went into shutdown and in a way hostage yeah um and I, we were, Dana and I were talking about this um, over this week and saying how the authorities, because we know there is like just a handful of people that make decisions around the world, right? And how magically with those hand of people that just said, okay, this is going to, this is going to happen. This is what we're doing. And everybody followed. And now after a couple of months is like everything that suddenly they say we follow. 
everything that they decide, everything that they complain about or battle um, or fight against, it seems the crowd that has been kept hostage all of these months, we are just like kind of hypnotized, just following along and fighting for what they are saying that, oh, it's a huge fight. Oh, this is a huge war. And we're just going along and saying, oh, yeah, yeah, it is a huge war. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, this is totally incorrect. Oh, no, no, this is totally. And so it is It is a syndrome. Um, and it is a natural reaction. However, not necessarily the conscious one. You want to say? Go ahead. Yeah, I also think there is, um, so when you're being held captive and you're being fed a certain story, like you, you tend to start to believe that story, whether it's actually true or not, because you're in that environment and that's all you know at that time. Mm-hmm. And even like getting the courage up to make change, the courage to escape um, the circumstances that are happening and being able to really tune into our own authority, our own authenticity and listening to our own voice and being able to think for ourselves, like look at what's, what's being out there and most of it out there, parts of it aren't even true, mm -hmm. right? And just like when you're held in captivity, what you're being told isn't necessarily true. And so, you know, I just, I want to really honor your courage too, Annette, because I know that you have experienced so much and you're strong and you've come a long way. You've done a lot of work on yourself. And actually that's kind of where we are in humanity is that we have to do the work on ourselves because everything that's going on internally is kind of reflected outwards. So we're a microcosm of the macrocosm. And once we start to turn inward and start to do the work on ourselves, heal our wounds, right? Instead of having them be expressed outside of ourselves, deal with the wounds and process those unprocessed emotions. Um, and as we do that, it's going to help shift the collective. Um, yes, indeed. And I think that's where I'm gonna like tapping the importance of frequency and vibration. Um, when like all of this effects, I'm gonna say like the effects of all of this, mm, there are strong words, but I'm still going to say it. Control and manipulation um, that the bigger authorities have played on all the people around. It has been with one main target, and that is to instigate fear. Like, if we pay attention, and I mean, really the first and very much more important that that must not be underestimated step um, through an awakening world is awareness. Um, I feel right now with 
media is so much easier and it gets so you can get so broad on the amount of information that you can scope out of it uh, but and so the first and main thing that the upper levels have done is instigate fear and fear when we look at um, the scale of emotions that we feel as humans each have their own vibration each have their own frequency and fear is at the bottom of that scale it's almost as low as you can go i think it's the second still the lowest um below that is depression um so all of this has had the effect to because it's been effective instigate so much fear in a global effect that the vibration of our planet has decreased drastically and it is only through starting to be aware and listen to what you feel inside it's like disconnect from what the media says what the show say what the news say like because it is all manipulated it is yeah. being all control it's like a puppet show like it is all masterfully just pull the right strings here and there to get like the abc effect it is all a masterpiece um in that sense well done uh yeah. but we still have the power we still own our own selves we still have that choice i'm gonna say choice, choice is a big word i mean if you think about what is the opposite of fear it's love mm -hmm. and so if we can start moving away from fear into unconditional love have unconditional love for ourselves but also for our neighbor you know reach out help help your friends and family help your neighbor um and so instead of being isolated connect because one of the things that they're trying to do is divide us if we're all struggling internally and if we're fighting amongst ourselves, they have the opportunity to control whatever they're doing over here outside of our view because everybody's so consumed with this fear and violence. But if we refuse to participate in that, instead look at what we can do to initiate change from a perspective of love and helping to raise the vibration of the planet what they're doing over here is going to be seen. It's not going to be hidden out of our view anymore, especially if we refuse to participate in their little plot to divide. Um, yeah, not only that, like I think um, like the power, what each and every one of us have on our own is a huge responsibility i'm gonna say um in owning our own power not only of our what we're feeling and therefore the energy that we're projecting and the vibration that we are choosing to either stay in or move away from um but also to put that focus uh and kind of turn the light 
into what we are feeling inside. Because like as we, and this is where the inner work comes in, it's like we have to look at it as, okay, what is this bringing for me? Like what is it that I feel inside? Um, does it, does it still, does this feel true to me? Yeah, that's and, a big And really tune in to what your inner self, what your inner gut, what your inner hunch, call it whatever you want, is saying. It's like, hmm, does this feel true? Does this resonate with me? Yeah. And if it doesn't, which I'm going to say, big chances are it doesn't. Um, if you're here, it's because it doesn't in some level. <laughs> then ask yourself, what does? Like, what is it that your inner self is calling you for? In yeah. which direction? Which in For which choice to make? Instead of staying in the cloud of fear that everybody's in. You know, another thing that is a really powerful technique is our imagination because people don't really realize how powerful our imagination and visualization can be. So if we can take time every day and just imagine the type of world that we want to live in, not, not looking at any of the negative, but look at the positive. Like, what is it that you want to experience in your life? What is it? How would be another way to rearrange our society. Put thought and energy into that. Yeah, well, you focus on expands, right? Yeah, exactly. As within, so without. Mm-hmm. Like, how it does, like attracts like, and so on, because it is, it is law. Um, and if we start paying attention to those feelings and to where we want to head towards to and feed those guys. Um, I, I agree with what you said. Like I, and along my journey, I have been impressed, like and constantly amazed and amused in many times, in many ways of the power of intention. Um, it is just so powerfully strong. It's like just the power of intention. It's like, what is our intention with all of this? Like, yeah. is it to like just riot and go crazy and just like react uncontrollably? Because the thing is, we have the power to respond mm -hmm. instead responsibly. Yeah. You know, another thing that you had said earlier is choice. And I have found one thing in my life is every time that I have come to a decision and I have made a choice, and I've stuck with that choice, it's like the universe opens up and starts laying all the opportunities to achieve what my intention was. Mm -hmm. And it comes down to making that choice, setting your intention, 
and going towards that path instead of that path. Right. And then there's also the thing, if you don't make a decision, if you don't make a choice, if you're just sitting by the sidelines, that's also a choice. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Which is funny, but it is. It's like you're making a choice to just sit around and not do or act um, or anything. So, yeah. Uh, I think some of the things that can help um, people ground and recalibrate is really getting out in nature. Mm-hmm connecting with the earth and just like letting your body recalibrate and get away from the electronic smog and all the EMFs. So you can go out in nature and just take a few minutes and sit in the grass or sit by a tree and just absorb and let nature kind of cleanse the electronic fog from your, your system so that you can recalibrate and think more clearly. Yeah, I like that. Um, Gaia, or a beautiful planet. If yeah. there is one thing that is always willing to do for us is help us heal. Um, help us, um, I'm going to say release like anything. And I'm going to tie this with imagination. Like if there is a one particular emotion, I'm going to say that you identify that when you go within, it's like, okay, what am I really feeling? Where is it that I really want to go? And it's like, well, I'm going to go with anger. Um, it was like, this situation just makes me very angry because you realize you don't believe it. Like something inside of you, that just does not resonate. And you start to become aware then of all the little strings in the puppetry show around you then mm-hmm. uh it is okay to feel anger anger is still an emotion that is a little bit higher for vibration than than fear so you're going in the right direction um <laughs> pathwise to raise your vibration and therefore help the earth's vibration to rise as well um so once you are aware of it just let it flow um, anger is an emotion that flows upwards, not downwards. So it's not one that we can ground down to earth, but it just explodes like a volcano. That's kind of the visual that I've mm-hmm. learned to use. And it is so very much helpful. Um, and you can release it wherever you want. Like literally place yourself, you're the volcano. Like that's the visualization, right? The imagination, just imagine you are that volcano and depending, I mean, depending on your level of anger, you can be a a steam train, you can be a teapot boiling, you can be a volcano Mm -hmm. is the magical for me. Um, And it really plays the different levels of anger and frustration and upsetness or pissed offness. Um, And just imagine that you're somewhere in the middle of nature and releasing all of that and i invite you to then share how that was for you because you will feel a change yeah go ahead the other thing like if it is okay to feel anger Mm -hmm. 
and not stuff it inward. Because if you stuff the anger inward, it'll turn to an illness in some form, shape or another. Yeah. And the other thing that I have found personally with anger is it's a motivator. Mm-hmm. It, it like lights a fire under me and makes me want to make changes and get things done. Mm-hmm. So if we can take that anger and turn it around and use it in a positive way to help shift our society into a society that we all want to be in, where we're unified and you have a feeling of love instead of fear, I mean, that would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that it really, um, it is a process, um, but it is a process that the more we honor, the kind of easier and more smooth it gets. Um, the flow just kind of becomes a nature. Uh, yeah. But as with any process, it takes practice. I have adopted a motto in my life with my own healing journey of it really is one at a time, one day at a time one process at a time, one emotion at a time, one situation at a time. Like it really, really is one by one. Um, And in each and every one, just give the best of yourself and be the best that you can be at that point. And if um, we'll stick to anger, um, emotions are energy emotion. Um, So just as long as we put the intention of not stuffing it in, but just letting it flow, you're gonna mm-hmm. realize that it lasts in within your body much less time than if you just resist it and fight it and push it down and ignore it. Like all of those just is, is the opposite. Um, like by, by nature, naturally the emotion just wanna flow, just wanna flow. Yeah. through our body um and when we honor that and we let it do its thing after it's gone the next thing is reveal um so yeah welcome dix i see you have joined our show we are talking about the estocolm syndrome post-covid estocolm syndrome being the one that makes us feel um empathy with our capture um one once someone has been held hostage and we made the comparison because we have been in hostage by our base and great authorities around the world and how we are now feeling sympathy and care for everything they dictate and say and we are talking about the power of turning that attention away from all of what is being said out there and back to us and how each of us have the answer within like in each and every one of us we have what we need to know to get on the next step that is for our best self and for the best well-being for us you know that's um another thing with our own healing really learning to trust our own internal healer and that our innate wisdom knows what we need to heal 
We just have to be able to tune in and listen. And there are helpers out there like myself and Annette that can help you actually tune in and listen to your own guidance mm -hmm. and start working on your own stuff so that it's not projected out into the world. And the other thing I want to say about anger is when we try to stuff that anger down, then it can lead us into depression and kind of like in that frozen mode where we can't break through. So we can, you, we can either move through the anger and have it motivate us into change or we can suppress the anger and have it put us in this like frozen mode of not being able to even move forward sometimes. Yeah, I have to say that um, along, along my own healing journey of what I shared at the beginning, anger has definitely been a major teacher, I'm going to say. Um, because I experienced a lot, obviously, like anger was such a huge emotion for me that I think for a long time I suppressed it. Yes. Mm -hmm. I resisted. Yes. Because there was like this deep programming within me that was, um, well, good girls don't get angry. Like that's not a nice thing to do. Um, that is not kind. Um, kind of not have permission in a way. Um, and you're going to be frowned upon and seen like a bad girl, like a bad woman or whatever the case was. And so I think I repressed it in my case for a long time. Um, but it was when I got to the point of, it's like, give yourself permission yeah. to feel. That's a really good point because I know before you were describing how once you were able to escape that, that you were like numb and in this kind of zombie-like place and trying to understand why you want it to actually go back. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we have, I'm going to read you. Um, we have Dix that joined just a little bit ago. He says, I suffer from severe depression and anxiety and I'm stuck in the fight or flight response. You want to go first? <sighs> I understand being stuck in that flight or fight spot, Dick. Um, the depression and anxiety, especially with everything that's going on. Um, one, are you working with anybody to talk about your feelings and help you process your emotions? That would be um, also getting out in nature that um, once we start to connect in with nature, it will help shift the vibration. So if you, do you remember what that scale is that shows you the vibration of anger and depression and love? Do you remember what that scale is called? No. Um, yeah, it's the Abraham Hicks emotional scale. 
the emotional scale. Mm -hmm. So if you look at that Abraham Hicks emotional scale and you see where the vibration is, and then um, earth vibrates at a different frequency. Um, roses, for example, are like 300 some hertz mm -hmm. and the human body, I don't remember, but it's like really low, it's below 100 of what the human body vibrates at. And so when you get in the um, depression or anxiety or fear, that is more towards the lower end. And the way to help start shifting that is actually start with things that are in a higher vibration. So if you, um, even essential oils, they vibrate higher than our human body does. And so using even an essential oil will start to help shift the vibration and working on the internal emotions that are unprocessed. So that will help you break through. Yeah, I'm going to um, tap into that one um, again. <laughs> Been there, done that kind of thing. Um, being stuck in the fight or fly response goodness gracious my previous partners and my current husband can tell you that um one of the things that helped me a lot was whenever a situation happens that gets you on that trigger point of <laughs> like you can there's like a split of a second i'm going to say where you know you're about to flee or fight. To start incorporating the practice to pause, kind of like as if you had the freeze button, kind of like the click movie where you had the remote control and you just press pause to just pause. In the beginning, it's only going to literally be for five seconds, but five seconds count enormously. Um, but just pause and identify what is going on. And that's what I mentioned in the beginning. You can go back and um, hear the show from the beginning. But we talk about like uh, starting to identify what you feel. Like whatever the situation showed up, pause and in those few seconds, it doesn't matter. Ask yourself, okay, what was it? Was it something that was said? Was it something that happened? Was it something you saw? Like, was it something you smelled? Was it something you smelled? Yes, like they're, the triggers are so fantastic teachers. Like mm -hmm. they are the best on your healing journey, on your recovery journey. And so I'm going to say, invite your being let your body know okay from now on we're gonna pause when and take breath yes when we but it's like let your body know because our bodies have a custom to react this way to keep us safe and that is okay it has done a really good job till this point in time um but if you realize that at this point in your life that reaction no longer works for you, that you want to improve, to say it in a way, then it's letting the body know, okay, we're going to we're gonna try something different, okay? Like next time, we're going to pause. 
And then making that practice of just identifying, like I said, all the questions, what, what, when, where, how, right? Mm -hmm. um, and just that that is going to start build that awareness of what are the elements of what your particular um, triggers are that get you stuck in fight or flight and they is the is the first step to start to dissolve it yeah thank you Annette that that's some really helpful tips there yeah. um yeah and Dick say thank you you are very very welcome it is a pleasure um and yeah, like Dana pleasure. said we are um we're both here to help you guys um if you had any questions, you can either post it on the comments uh, or... Or you can email us at awokeworld at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Yep. You were going to say something else? I felt I interrupted you. Uh, no, you didn't interrupt. Yeah, really taking our practices, though, and um, coming down to the awareness and really tuning into awareness so that you can start to see the bigger picture of what's going on. What are your triggers? You know, when the anxiety is coming up, what is happening when that anxiety comes up? What is happening and where are your thoughts when you're noticing your depression? Another thing they say that could be really helpful is when you start service to others, and when you're able to reach out and start helping others, our issues sometimes don't seem as intense. Yeah, it kind of shifts the attention, right? It, yeah, it shifts your attention. It gets you out of yourself and out to help help others. Yeah, I will say though, um, it might vary depending on how long they have been. That deep, is true. Deep in the ditch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it takes a while to get there, and it's going to take a while to get back out. Yeah. But then yeah. again, things also can shift in an instant. Just like when we went into lockdown. Yeah. One day. It was this way, the next day, it was this way. Yeah, true story. <laughs> yes, um, it is all, it is just all one by one. Mm -hmm. Like we said in the beginning, um, like one situation, one moment, one experience, one day is gonna be very different than other, but just um, I think something else that goes along with awareness is starting to build the compassion for ourselves um yeah. the not beating ourselves up for not getting it for not being better for not responding not being worth it yep um, and a lot of those are tied into our childhood traumas mm -hmm. okay it is, it is just a whole big play um but yeah i think um that kind of turning off 
again, you have the remote control, right? And when the negative self-talk was like, look at that, like you, there you go, you screw it up again. Uh, you can't just do anything right. Like, there you go. You just escape like always, you know, like, uh, of course, like all of those just chit chatter that does not help at all. Yeah. Just kind of like turn it off and go, okay, I am not choice. Pause, yes. Take a breath and say, this is not true. Yeah. It's programming. And so it's learning to shift the programming of what we've been taught. Yes. And it's the pause, making a choice to from this moment to start practice something else like an yeah. other response and see where it goes. Yeah. Is there anything um, like an exercise you want to do or guide us? We are at minute 40 at the moment. Um, let's see. I'm going to say for the people that are connected, um, if you guys have any questions, feel free to post it in the comments. Or something else that you want us to touch on, this is the time to do so. Okay, so I'm going to talk about um, just giving a little uh, ecotherapy exercise here on um, setting clear intentions. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read this. Okay. The purpose. Like the physical world, the world of vibrations is filled with a wide variety of information, experience, and drama. Becoming actively engaged and intentional with our action in this realm is essential to bring healing and transformation to our lives and to our world. Before entering an energetic vibrational experience, and after embodied grounding, be clear about your intention for the practice. In the vibrational realm, many of us are programmed by our experience in Western culture to take, to pull energy through wanting and longing. One of our guiding cultural norms is to consume, and we are often thinking about what we can get and what we need, even if we don't realize we are thinking about it. Pulling energy is often unconscious. I need more money. Who will care for me if I'm sick? Where will I live? This underlying and assiduous insecurity perpetuated by the dominant global consciousness can influence our work with vibrations. Whether we know it or not, we are always moving through the world of vibrations. Seemingly, paradoxically, we are able to lighten and clear our energy at a vibrational level by giving rather than pulling. The energy of giving, love, light, positive intention, increases and raises our vibration and allows us to connect with other souls with high vibrations and open a channel to higher beings that want to support our spiritual growth. With this in mind, when setting intentions for working with energy, your work will be more effective if you set your intention with a goal of giving. Carefully reflect on and consider your intentions for spiritual work. We are unintentionally 
we can unintentionally perpetuate our old stories and patterns through our intentions. When we ask for specific things, it is important to know that we may not be surrendering to our spirit for our own best growth and healing. Often, what is best for our spiritual development and growth feels uncomfortable and scary. Yet, we also need to keep a day-to-day -day lives in balance. So, it is a careful balancing act to set intentions for healing ourselves and the world and honoring our own agency to open to this in a way that we can handle. Our spirit guides are eager to help us grow, which can feel overwhelming and beyond our ability to manage sometimes. It takes time to grow our capacity for letting go of many of the things that feel safe and most relevant in our lives. It is okay to say no and to set limits, and it's also good to create intentions that support healing. Sometimes, if this feels too hard, we can stay neutral in our spiritual work. Simply asking for support and wisdom to get through a day or a period of our lives. When I set an intention, I do my best to let go of outcomes while also identifying my bottom line and setting that within the perimeters of my intention. For example, my intention is to fulfill my spiritual mission on the planet to the best of my ability. My bottom line for my earth self is that I want to give my children a stable home and live in a warm and safe house with my furniture and my friends nearby. So one thing you can do is create a daily prayer that is general intention for your life and then create individual intentions within that. When you do specific pieces of work, taking the time to create a general intention that is informing your life because a good guide to lean on when life is very busy or becomes unexpectedly difficult. One more paragraph. My daily prayer of intention for many years was, divine creator of the universe, what can I most be to glorify you? My always prayer now is, I pray that my life will be in alignment with my soul mission and the healing of this world. This can be a scary prayer as things that my ego is very attached to have fallen away or been transformed beyond recognition. But these shifts in my life have opened me up to levels of healing, peace, and joy that I wouldn't have imagined possible. So instead of asking for this or for that thing to work out, which we do sometimes anyways, it helps to reframe concern for individual issues into a giving, flexible approach when possible. That said, when things get really hard, I still sometimes fall on my knees and beg and pray for help and for certain outcomes. And this is coming from a book called Earth Spirit Dreaming, Shamanic Ecotherapy Practices. And the author is Elizabeth McHam. M-E-A-C-H-A-M. That was beautiful. Thank you. I think it tied up everything kind of that we talk about. Yeah. Spirit has a way of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> like for real. Yeah. 
Well, go thank ahead. you. Annette. No, thank I, you. Yeah. I think this was an important subject that we touched on. And um, if some way that we have been able to help you shift your vibration and to help make changes in the world, we are honored to help with that facilitation. Yep. Um, yeah, even the smallest inkling of possibility, like if it was ignited in you that, hmm, could this be that things can be different? Like even the smallest part of you that go, hmm, that counts a million. Um, so we did that. Um, our job here is done for the day. Please feel free to leave comments, um, share, Bye. send questions, likes, all of that stuff that you guys already know. Um, we will be here back next week, next Friday, around the same time. And again, our email is awokeworld at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.